Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the first team. I'm Joe DeLeon. Joining me as always, former NFL and college QB Matt Sims, also founder of the Sims, Sims Complete QB and host of the Sims Complete podcast on the Believe Network. Also with us as always, Irish Breakdown recruiting analyst Ryan Roberts. Today we've got three fantastic games from week eight of college football action. Three guys that are lighting things up over the past few weeks as well. Those being Sion Vaki from Utah, Dallas Turner from Alabama, and Malik Washington from the University of Virginia. Guys, I want to start off with what I think is probably the best story so far this season that's not getting enough love, that being Sion Vaki from Utah. We spent, as a collective national media sphere, talking about Travis Hunter when he started off the season. But we knew that Travis Hunter was going to play both sides of the ball. We knew that he had this desire to play defensive back, wide receiver, and he's been hurt a little bit. But Sion Vaki, who has been a safety for the University of Utah, a really good, talented defense that has been dominant thus far this season has also put up some pretty good production in those games playing at defensive back, has been asked to play running back for the Utah Utes because they are so depleted with the amount of injuries that they have suffered at the running back position and in general on their offense. Well, over the past couple of weeks, he's had some amazing games against Utah, He had a, or against USC rather, he had a really good game. Nine rushes, 68 yards, Five receptions for 149 yards, two touchdowns, two tackles. I know that maybe trying to project this guy as a prospect is a bit of a puzzling conversation, but it's really cool getting to see a guy who's providing so much of an impact that is helping his team win. Ryan, let's go to you first. Thoughts on Baki? Well, I, I don't I don't think projecting Sione Vaki is that hard, actually. I think that he's a starting caliber nickel on the next level that can also play safety. He's kind of that field safety that can rotate down a ton, can play some man-to-man coverage, can play over the top when you need him to. He's just a versatile defensive back. What he has shown for Utah over the last couple weeks, though, is that he's also probably their best all-around athlete on their entire roster. Because we talk about the five receptions, 149 yards, two touchdowns this past game on top of the 68 yards rushing. He had 150 yards rushing last week playing running back for Utah as well. I mean, he is not just doing it in the receiving game. He's doing it in the rushing game. He's also a very good defensive back for Utah. I mean, this kid is just the best athlete on the field pretty much every time he steps foot, which is worth noting, obviously. And you don't expect Utah to have this type of kid, but he kind of gives me 
memories of i don't know if you guys remember joe you might be a little bit too young i'm sure matt remembers because probably relatively around the same age but eric weddle when he was at utah was a star safety but they would also use him on offense he would run the football he would catch the football sioni vaki is like eric weddle in college on steroids though because eric weddle didn't (laughs) quite do what sioni vaki is doing this year so far but it's just a tremendous story because this kid is such a good athlete that he can do pretty much anything that utah needs him to and by the way, this pa- this past week, Andy Ludwig was asked about Sione Vaki, in which he was talking about we might need to take him even more on the offensive side of the football. So he's trying to steal him completely from Morgan Scully in this defensive staff, which is just absolutely hysterical. Which I love, too, because that, that's exactly what the quarterbacks, the offensive coordinator, you know what they're saying in that room right now? Like, yeah, hey, uh, can he come over to that meeting just a little <laughs> bit longer? We have this really good play idea. And we think he'd be perfect for it. And, and why not? Why not in this situation of Utah? It's clearly been one issue on your football team that is that has kind of shown up week in and week out. You just struggle for explosive plays. All of a sudden, put Vaki into the starting lineup on that offense, and you are just like high-flying, super-powered all of a sudden. And it's because this dude plays with great toughness. His, mm-hmm. his, his football IQ and awareness is extremely high. And he has a tremendous advantage, too, as being a guy that's played primarily defense to start this season, now going to offense. You know, your whole premise of how you think about is like, this is what the offensive player is trying to do to get open to you. Now he gets to use that as his disposal of being a great offensive threat and knowing that this is how the defender is going to play me. This is how I can beat the defender more regularly or break these habits that they are anticipating. So, you know, what you're seeing right now is a fantastic young football player that can do a little of everything. And it seems to be the theme for us in this show. We discussed Xavier Watts a week ago and how great he was and his versatility from receiver to safety. And now we're seeing with Vaki. And for Utah, man, keep taking advantage of this guy and his athleticism and his pass catching out of the backfield and route running was very, very impressive. And he made it look very easy. And the, Joe, the, and Joe yes. <laughs> he is also eligible for the 2023 NFL or 2024 NFL draft, excuse me, because he was also a mission player as well. So he is four oh. years out of high school if he chooses to leave, only being okay. a true sophomore, which is interesting. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the Utah guys usually usually don't declare early. I don't, I don't know if that's not a lot of the Utah guys are going for 200 a pop every that's, single that's week right, starting yeah. at nickel. So that that's true. The the one thing that you said, Matt, that I think that really sums him up as a, a possible. 2024 NFL draft prospect as we're talking about it is that football IQ. I'm just I'm just watching a guy that's a natural athlete. I'm watching a guy who is being asked in a way to figure it out as he goes and he's just making plays. Uh, you see the vision as a as a runner, uh you see the vision as a receiver and then the impact that he makes on defense. I also think I forget off the top of my head, he's like second on the team behind Jonah Ellis in tackles for loss. Yeah. That was the thing that shocked me is that I didn't really know how good he's been defensively, but they've got all these downhill safeties. He's not the biggest guy. They're finding ways to implement him as a weapon on defense. He's probably going to go play defense in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be a running back, but like realistically, how early would you take someone like this? Well, I, you know, that would be something that Ryan would have to speak to just because he has more of an expertise in that field. But Mm -hmm. if I'm an evaluator of a football team, you know, I look at him as the likes of, of a guy like almost like Kyle Hamilton, you know, and, and what he's mm-hmm. doing for the Baltimore Ravens. 
He's a player that necessarily doesn't fit into one category that is, oh, he's a corner, he's a safety, he's a linebacker. He's just a really good football player, and they're just taking advantage of all the things that he does as much as they can to get him involved with an outstanding overall defensive performance. And that would be the same thing that I would say, too, for, for Vaki in that, that war room when we're going through who to pick on our team. I would say if we need someone that's really good for special teams, both on the offensive and defensive aspect of special teams, this is a guy that can fill that void. This is a guy that we can use in nickel situations who is still as a presence in the line of scrimmage, which is so important, too, for blitz packages nowadays in the modern NFL. And then you're always thinking about the Bill Belichick kind of things when you have injuries on the offense or defense side of the football. You know, him having the ability to play guys like Deion Branch and Julian Edelman as defensive backs in crucial situations, uh, depending on injuries, is huge. So Sione Baki is kind of showing that he is a jack of all trades, and it's always good to add another talented football player uh, to your team. In back-to-back games, Joe, earlier this year against UCLA and Oregon State, he had nine tackles total in each of those football games, two tackles for loss against UCLA, three and a half tackles for loss against Oregon State. So quite simply, this is a kid that can do anything that you need him to do on a football field, and that's including defense, obviously. He had an interception against Florida, 35 total tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, has an interception, has a couple pass breakups. This kid's kind of that Swiss Army knife. I mean, six foot, 208 pounds. He's not the biggest safety of all time, but like 208 pounds is more than good enough for the role that he plays. Like he's a bigger safety for the role that he is going to play on the next level. I really like this kid a lot. As far as where we're projecting, again, we're talking about a kid that doesn't have a ton of film to him. But if I'm talking about a kid that is the best athlete on the field all the time, will be a a dominant special team on the next level and can play a variety of roles, both at safety and nickel, on the next level, on top of maybe a little bit of specialized offensive usage at times, it's a top 100 pick, like in my opinion. I don't think this kid gets yeah. out of day two because, I mean, I'll ask you, Joe, like what role can't he play for a team? Like I think he could be a starting nickel. I think he could be a safety. I think he's going to be a dominant special teamer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just versatility, I think, is an overrated thing when people aren't great at one thing, right? Like we talk about versatility and it's like, he's okay at a bunch of different things, but like, is he actually, does he actually have stay power at one spot? Sione Vaki is one of those kids where you say he's good at multiple things. That's why versatility matters in his case. Right. And that athletic right. just pops everywhere he plays. Yeah. Well, well, that's the, I mean, that's kind of the one reason why I do have a tiny bit of pause. Cause we do know for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, us as evaluators and, and how you and I evaluate, I think that we are excited about someone like this because you, you draft a good football player, you find a way to get him on the field. But the NFL, for some reason, as we've seen, has undervalued safeties just in general with his physical profile and the way that he plays. And then on top of that, for whatever reason, they freak out when a guy does too many things. You know, it happened having a little bit with Kyle Hamilton. As a good example of that, I think most people would look at a guy like Kyle Hamilton and say, this is a top 10 pick, but he slid a little bit because teams are thinking, 
is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? And whenever that overthinking happens, they tend to go with a guy that they know. Joe and checks and it worked lines. out great for him too because he found a right. team that doesn't really care what other people think and now he's going to be playing you know potentially for a super bowl every year now that he's with harbaugh and the ravens he's going to be a raven just watch he's going to be <laughs> he a is. raven he would be, be raven. he would be great he would be great as a patriot too you know i just i right. can see him being one of those guys you know if belichick survives like the jabril peppers role the way that jabril peppers is playing right now i don't know how much Times left on his contract. What do you add first, Ryan? Joe, do you remember when you said that Kyle Hamilton might be a linebacker on a podcast one time and his mom came after you? No, 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 no. I said, I said on the show, all I said on the show was that uh he's big enough to play linebacker. And I remember Kyle Hamilton's mom was so pissed that she DM'd me. She DM'd me. was like, what is your friend talking about? That's not what I said. Maybe if he picked, you know, maybe if he was a linebacker, he would have he would have gotten drafted higher. But no, I'm, just, I'm obviously Shut kidding. Uh, hey, <laughs> who cares about the labels? He's he's doing just fine right now. It's working he's a great. Good player. Yes. Yeah, exactly. A guy that has been really critical for a, a team's success thus far is Dallas Turner from Alabama. This past week against Tennessee in a must-win game where they were down and their defense won them the football game. I, I've never in a long time have seen a defense turn the tide of a game the way that they did against Tennessee and basically win the football game for them. He ends up having five tackles, two tackles for loss and a sack. Dallas Turner was somebody that Ryan and I really dissected uh, this offseason as a prospect because highly recruited kid was playing a secondary role to Will Anderson and just a really green athlete. You saw the bend, you saw the explosiveness, and you saw and thought to yourself, Man, if he can really figure out his instincts, this kid is going to be really good. And you know what? I don't think there's been a defensive player this year, Ryan, that hasn't fulfilled that more of he's got the potential, but if he can reach it, he's going to be a top 15 pick. I think he's hit it. I think he's absolutely hit it the way that he's played halfway through the year. Matt, I want to send it to you here first. Just his impact in general has been amazing for this this Alabama defense. Make sure you check out Bet Online for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting related, I go on over to betonline.ag and I use promo code BELIEVE50. BetOnline has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need, whether it's futures, live in-game betting, no matter what, your football betting needs are met at BetOnline. And again, make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Yeah, it really has. And the one thing that I want to really stress that I, I think is my favorite thing about this young man and really just anybody that plays for Nick Saban is just like the constant strain and hustle you see on the football field. Even when he doesn't necessarily make the tackle or the play, dude is constantly running and finishing the play consistently. And those are things that I think are just uh, you know, we don't have a staff for that. We never will. But I just value that so high because it's something that's so important to the identity of your football team and, and how important that is. And Dallas Turner is just one of those dudes. He is constantly hustling to the football. His uh, flexibility to me is very underrated. That's one thing that I think he is far superior than others. I don't know what his measurables are, but he clearly has Ryan power. Ryan has him. Yeah, I, and that's why I know Ryan will get to that, but it's just like he clearly has speed to power and power and speed moves, and his flexibility I think is really the difference between him and a lot of other guys, like even a Will Anderson 
which I don't think had that same amount of flexibility that he has shown. So I don't know exactly what category category he fits into for, you know, defensive end prospects and all that kind of stuff. But Dallas Turner, super impressed with what I've seen. And he was one of the main reasons why Alabama really shut the door on Tennessee this weekend. And um, it's just a, a super impressive performance by him. And you got to watch out for Alabama now because this team, I think, is really starting to figure it out with Jalen Milrow, and they they are not dead yet. Well, that defense is a big reason why they're not dead yet, man. That Alabama defense yeah. has quietly been excellent so far this year. I know they had a little bit of a rough outing against Texas, but like for the most part, they've been really, really good. Joe, I remember when we were talking about Dallas Turner in the preseason, I actually picked him to on my ultimate team because I think that I still thought that he was going to go very early, but I was mm-hmm. very frustrated with him after watching because I was like, dude, this kid is 6'4", 245, good length, but he is one of the best athletes that you will ever see as a stand-up rusher, you as an outside track kid. That kid is bendy. That kid is explosive. His change direction is bonkers. And you saw that on 2022 film, but the reason that I was so hesitant was 2021 as a as the Robin to Will Anderson's Batman, eight eight and a half sacks had a really dominant freshman campaign. You saw the potential there as a raw football player, and as a sophomore, I didn't think the technique really took a step forward. He was still winning off of just being a better athlete than everyone who was trying to block him. But I remember seeing it. I mean, because Joe, he had a little bit of a down year. What do you have like four sacks as a sophomore or something like that? Yeah, and single it digits, tackle for loss. It was like. Yeah, it wasn't exciting. And when you watched him, even the reps he won, you're just like, dude, this kid has no idea what he's doing with his hands. He has no plan of attack. He is literally just running around dudes at times. And it's just like, how translatable is that to the next level when guys get bigger, faster, and stronger? Like, that was my struggle with Dallas Turner. Well, this year, he is what I was hoping that he would be as a sophomore as far as the technique has taken a big step forward. He has always been a kid that plays with great efforts, but now the speed athleticism is matching the technique prowess of his Mm. game. And this kid is going to go in the top 15 picks, barring some unforeseen injury medical red flag. Like I just don't see him getting out of there because he's going to go to the combine. He's going to run probably in the four fours, jump 40 inches in the vert, just post some dumb numbers on top of the production he has. And he is he is fulfilling the potential that we saw in the preseason. But I personally couldn't get fully on board with him because I'm saying you are much more athlete than you are a football player as of right now. But 2023 season so far with Alabama this year, he is turning into the football player that his athleticism says that he can be, which has been a great sight to see. And one thing too, if this trend continues, I mean, there's a there's a possibility that. He is competing with Jared Verse, which doesn't was not something that either of us, I think most people really consider a possibility. Yeah. He is now in competition with him for that top spot. And if if he goes in the top five, even, I wouldn't be shocked. I really no. wouldn't be stunned because his it's not only that he's been playing well, he's been playing at an elite level. Arguably has yep. been the best defensive end in the country so far. And I think that Alabama's success this season really deserves to go to a lot of what Dallas Turner has has done as an edge rusher. Last player that we're going to talk about here, not as big of a name, but a really good story. We know what has happened with the University of Virginia this past season, very tragic story, and they've been struggling this year. You can see that this team is trying to figure out the direction that they're going in. Mm -hmm. They've been rotating in and out quarterbacks that um, 
I'm blanking on the freshman quarterback that they had. Oh, oh, um, Calandria. Calandria. That kid was the most entertaining quarterback to watch, (laughs) I think, out of anyone all season because he would make some crazy play, like run around, pick up a first down, have a crazy throw, and then he'd throw the wildest interception. And that's why he was really fun to watch. But Tony Musket has taken over, uh, back over since he's now fully healthy. And they beat UNC this past week. And one of the top performers, not only Musket, who looked really clean, looked the best that I've seen of him since he played at Monmouth, their best receiver, Malik Washington, who was a transfer, finished the game with 12 receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown. This offensive explosion helped them beat North Carolina. Matt, I want to go to you first here. Your thoughts on what Malik Washington did for, uh, for the University of Virginia. I've been really impressed with what this young man has done. And, and this was something that really surprised me when we went through the list of players that we were going to discuss for today. Um, I, I didn't know him in a first name basis. So I went back and watched some of the other games that he's played in. And I, I really like this kid a lot. I think he's got a lot of talent, his ability to catch. One thing that's always important for me is just to be a natural pass catcher as a receiver. Like it's a non-negotiable. Dude is a natural pass catcher by far. His ability to catch and then extend plays with his feet and be athletic, I think, is extremely impressive. And he seems to be pound for pound, a very strong receiver when he's running. And and, and seems like he's breaking arm tackles pretty consistently for a guy that, again, have to defer to Ryan and his expertise as far as the measurables go. But for a smaller statured player, looks very strong and physical when he does make these catches in traffic. And his versatility to catch uh, footballs on the perimeter, over the middle, multiple routes, different things that he does. I've just been really, you know, I just, I can't get over how good of a football player this guy is. And I just got to pay more attention, I think, to, you know, some of these other teams that aren't doing great in the uh, record uh, department because uh, Malik Washington, I think, is is a phenomenal player. Well, Matt, funny enough, I can't do much for you in the measurable department because, and this is a great story. Damn it, Ryan. He's listed at 5'8", 190-something pounds on the roster, but this young man was so under the radar coming to the year, he wasn't even on the Blesto or NFS reports from the NFL from spring grades. He wasn't even on those reports because he was a Northwestern kid who before this season, top season, was actually 2022, 65 receptions, 694 yards, one touchdown, only averaged 10.7 yards per catch. Flash forward to one year at Virginia, and he now has 56 receptions. And this is in seven games, by the way, folks. Wow. 56 receptions for 783 yards and six touchdowns in seven football games. He has bested his career totals outside of receptions already through seven contests. His worst game this season was the very first one of the year against Tennessee. Four receptions, 29 yards. After that, he's gone for 119, 141, 170, 97, 112, and then 115 in this victory this weekend against a undefeated North Carolina team at the time. This young man at that size, he is that after-catch dynamo who creates space, manipulates space, breaks tackles. He is very strong, Matt. That's a great note by you. He's not just explosive, which he is in short areas, but he can break tackles, man. You can't arm tackle this young man. You got to get a body on him or else he is going to break out and he's going to find space and he's going to create some big plays. I have no idea what the NFL thought of Malik Washington coming into this year. Had no idea because (laughs) again, no one was talking about him because he was misused and underused at 
a very a very struggling Northwestern team over the last couple of years. And despite being on mm-hmm. a, now a struggling Virginia team this year, Tony right. Muskett and the crew <laughs> are finding him in the key areas and finding him consistently. So as a, I believe he's a sixth-year senior, he is having his breakout and having his swan song. He has been dynamic for the University of Virginia this year. Not the easiest situation to be in either. I give that kid a lot of credit. He went from struggling Northwestern the last couple of years to struggle in Virginia under Tony Elliott in year two, but he is flourishing on the field and a big reason that they were able to come out with the biggest win in Tony Elliott's career as a head coach so far against North Carolina this past week. I think that's the the craziest part about this is that it's not like he transferred and went to a team that's been surging or just even having like a, a decent season. Like it's not like he went to Boston College who's kind of figured out their their deal on offense and has kind of built a, a little bit of momentum and strung some some wins together. He's been on a Virginia team that's been really having a tough year that hasn't yeah. been able to find a consistent quarterback and hasn't tough been able season to too. You know that you know that yeah. really played a huge factor in just the the whole vibe of that team and what they've been dealing with personally off the field. So it's yeah, it's definitely been a tough situation for this young man. And, and there's even there's even some speculating that. Elliot, the way that things are looking, maybe isn't around at the end of the season or is on the hot seat early next season. So for him to step in through the adversity of Northwestern, the adversity of the the transfer portal, and now where he is now, I think is a really good testament to his character. He's he's gonna be a fun player to follow. And I, I don't know necessarily if he's gonna be a top, top pick, but if he goes in the 2024 NFL draft, he'll probably get some consideration way more than he was getting coming into the season. Guys, that's going to be it from us on today's show. At Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, at Sims Complete QB, at the First Team Pod on Twitter. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We will be back with more. Enjoy the rest of your week, folks. Toodles. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.